Sports journalist uh, Gordon Findlater with us this morning. Uh, good morning to you, Gordon, and uh, being a motor racing fan, you will have enjoyed the last uh, 24, 36 hours because New Zealand have uh, had a pretty good time of it, highlighted by Shane Van Gisberg. And we had Murph on this morning, um, and he was just echoing the thoughts of what a great achievement this has been. Oh, boy, did I watch. I mean, I tell you what, I mean, we've been talking the last few years about how good it is you know, you wake up Monday mornings, you used to have just got Dixon, now you've got McLaughlin and Marcus Armstrong. And now, throw in the mix that, you know, what what SVG was able to do yesterday and throw in the fact he's probably likely to head over there full-time in 2025. Um, we thought we were in the, the next golden age of motorsport. Uh, I think it's about to get even better for Kiwi motorsport fans. It's just, uh, and Murph was trying to explain it to us just how hard it is to go uh, from from one vehicle to another. But the, the fact of the matter for me, I just can't imagine sitting on uh, the left-hand side of a vehicle and travelling at those speeds when I'm so used to sitting on the right-hand side of it, um, looking at a different part of the windscreen at different at different areas. It just, uh, it's, it's, it's got me befuddled, actually. Oh, look, the man's an absolute anomaly. Um, I don't know if Murph alluded to it in his chat, but, I mean, he's a guy that he had a crack on the shingle at um, at rallying. Yeah, he didn't disgrace himself, but um, put him in a field of New Zealand's best drivers, and he was normally down about sort of seven, eight, ninth. Um, I remember Kimi Raikkonen, um, great Formula One driver. He had a crack in WRC to no success. So, I mean, for Shane to jump in a rally car, um, he's consistently been, you know, better than the top Kiwi guys. He had that second-place finish in WRC2 at Rally New Zealand, uh, only behind Patton. And now to, to jump in a NASCAR, he'd had two tests the week leading up to it. Like, it's not a lot of time to get used to a new a new vehicle. I mean, I know there's some similarities to the supercar, but to go over there and beat these guys that are, are dubbed as absolute stars in America. I mean, these guys, you go down to the southern parts of America, these guys are absolute rock stars. And some of the things they were saying after the race, like, you know, I remember one of the drivers uh, was saying, you know, this SVG guy, you know, he's going to be going home and telling all his friends that we're useless, that uh, he disgraced (laughs) us. And to an extent, he did. <laughs> he won't be saying that though, because uh, he knows exactly where his uh, his bread's going to be buttered in the years ahead. And when you talk about the numbers that we're, we're hearing about, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Sooner rather than later. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think um, you know, as as motorsport fans, um, we should be embracing it as well. I mean, you know, we're always going to have the supercars. There's always going to be one or two Kiwis competing in it, doing well. Um, but to have a guy, you know, going forward that could be over a NASCAR, and le- I can see him legitimately. I mean, obviously, the, the biggest adjustment is going to have to be to the ovals. But God, any any other adjustment he's had to make to to racing any different style of car or or track, he's absolutely embraced. So to have a guy that going forward could be le- legitimately competing for a NASCAR title, um, just absolute great for motorsport and and just you know, sports fans in general in New Zealand. Look, uh, I mean, he's captured the, the uh, imagination of uh, American sports fans and that is such a huge, huge market. So, And uh, incidentally, just uh, by the by, not too far from there, 
Uh, Scott squared that is uh, Dixon Acosta McLaughlin and Marcus Armstrong all finishing inside the top 10 with Dixon as best finish of the season in the latest uh, IndyCar Yeah, no, all doing really well I mean the only shame this year is you've got a guy Alex Palau who um, the last few years has sort of been the benchmark of the competition and uh, he's just running away with it this year um, Scott Dixon's been second I mean we're over Halfway, he's you know quite a wee way behind. Um, just shown by the fact that a, a second yesterday is his best result of the season, and, and he's second in the standings. Um, you know, Palau's won. I think it's three races in a row now. Um, he's yeah. It'd be great to get a, a win, another win for a McLaughlin or a Dixon, and uh, it looks like Armstrong's the the early favourite for Rookie of the Year. Um, but sadly, looks like Alex Palau's going to be. Uh, I mean, it'll take a miracle for someone to catch him. Well, um, also, uh, just before we finish on the motor racing theme, and uh, it's been cool to talk to about it, uh, talk about it this much this uh, this morning, Liam Lawson and uh, the Formula One room is starting to gather steam. If we could have a driver in that too, that would be something. Oh, we'd have the trifecta, wouldn't we, Smithy? I mean, you know, you've yeah, you would have to. I'd be booking annual leave uh, from from twenty twenty four twenty twenty five. Just get every Monday morning off because if you, you're going to be locking in a, a Grand Prix somewhere in Europe from about midnight or one in the morning, uh, you're going to have the NASCAR firing up, or so the IndyCar at five a.m. and then uh, NASCAR normally is right off the back of that at about seven or eight a.m. So if, if I mean, God, if we could get Liam Lawson in Formula One, which I mean, it's been on the cards for a while. He's doing well over in Japan. A lot of people were saying, look, this, you know, the the racing over there isn't that renowned. But if you actually look at the past, I mean, you go back to guys like Eddie Irvine. Um, for a long time, Japan has been a, a perfect pathway for a lot of guys to have success in F1. And I think Red Bull has recognised that with him. And uh, if it's not next year, definitely by 2025, uh, I don't think I don't think we're in danger of never seeing Lawson getting a chance to prove himself in F1, put it that way. It's going to take a lot to get me away from the PGA on a Monday morning, I can tell you, but uh, at the moment, <laughs> uh, motor, motor racing's making it a little bit awkward, we'll put it that way. Uh, speaking of awkward, how about um, the Ashes, the controversy? Um, Turn all up. At the end of the day, they're not going to change that, whatever they say. Uh, Australia lead 2-0. Uh, they hold the Ashes, virtue of a smacking of England on their soil last time around. Uh, I think it's almost Mission Impossible now for Baz and his lads. Yeah, well, I mean, there's going to be no short of motivation, though, are they, Smithy? I mean, when people were talking about the, the run-out debacle, because uh, let's face it, it's been the, the talking point everywhere you go for the last 24 hours. Um, but the best way, I think, I'd, I'd thought about it, though, is a lot of people say, yes, by the letter of the law, it was out. Um, and then you get into the debate around, uh, you know, is it in the spirit of the game, though? My thinking is, and I think this is how I think it's best to look at it, is if that had happened in any sort of club game I'd ever played in the past, I wouldn't have been surprised if there was 50 cups. So I think that's where I sort of draw the line of thinking that that passes the benchmark of being outside of the, the spirit of the game. So I... Look, you heard you heard the crowd. You heard Stuart Broad's words um, in the middle of the wicket yesterday morning. So, um, look, I know they're two 0 down, but they you couldn't put a bigger fire in the belly of that England team at the moment. I think. 
Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I look, uh, they're never going to call him back. They were never going to call Johnny Bairstow back. Um, and I would hope, uh, for the sake of consistency here, they wouldn't have called anyone back. But it wouldn't have been such a big ruckus, I guess, um, if it had have been someone further down the order and the, and the cause had have been a little, a little bit more lost at that stage. Problem they've got now for Australia is they head to Headingley. And Headingley has two favourite sons. One is Joe Root, the other is Johnny Bairstow. Well, they're going to be rooting for their man, aren't they? Um, you can absolutely guarantee that. And look, I would love to see... Uh, the thing I'm looking forward to is, you know, obviously Bearstow is their man behind the stumps and whether it's behind the stumps going out there day one, headingly, or, or walking out to the wicket, firstly, what's his reception going to be from the crowd? Because you can guarantee they're going to be behind him. But more interestingly, is he going to give it to the Aussies? Is he going to do his talking with the mouth? Um, and I'm sure he'll want to do it with the bat, no doubt. I would want to be Alex Carey at the moment um, because if you're going to get a reception like that in the long room, Leeds, if you've ever been to Leeds, you'll know that it's slightly more rough-cast part of the world than um, inside Middlesex and around the London areas as such of the well-to-do who usually keep most of their thoughts to themselves. Um, and um, and clearly did not do that in the long run, which I found the most staggering shots I've ever seen. Um, because cameras never really, in the, only in the last three to four years, cameras have been allowed in the long run. That is the holy of holy. You just don't go in there or see in there unless you're on a tour party or you're a member. Simple as that. Uh, and I wonder what the reaction will be now to those cameras, whether Lords will turn around and say, uh, that is not for us, uh, we can't afford that to happen again. We'll remove the cameras, which would be a shame, Gordon. Yeah, it would, because we absolutely love seeing the drama. And you make a good point about, uh, you know, it being a slightly different crowd um, up in Leeds, because I mean, it's leaguey country up there, isn't it? So, God, you imagine a few passionate leaguies giving it to the Aussies uh, out on the boundary? I would be thinking to myself, uh, Alex Carey will be having a lot of room service in Leeds. That would be my guess. <laughs> uh, anyway... <laughs> Anyway, Gordon, uh, hey, fantastic. Thanks very much for your enthusiasm too in the motor racing. Absolutely brilliant. Unbelievable story this uh, weekend. And we'll catch you again shortly, Gordon. Uh, Thank you very much for your time this morning. And that was the Bulletin here on SENZ.